0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. The Warriors, they beat the Portland Trailblazers 104-94 to in a game that never really was in question. It wasn't a blowout like sometimes we're used to with the Warriors at home. It was a game where everyone was pretty much focused on will Steph hit 16 threes and break Ray Allen's record for most regular season three-pointers in a career And at first, Steph started chucking. (laughs) He went after it. He pretty much missed pretty badly on his first four or five threes. And at that point, you kind of knew, like, oh, it's probably not going to happen tonight. But it was a good win. In general, it was a little unspectacular. I mean, I'm not going to get nitpicky or anything, but it just was a little bit of a boring game, largely because, hey, once you saw that he wasn't hitting, he wasn't having one of those nights, you knew that part of it wasn't coming into play. And then also the Blazers, they weren't playing with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum was out with that collapsed lung issue. So, you know, with all of the Blazers history with the Warriors, you just knew that it was kind of a done deal and the fact that nothing crazy or interesting happened, it was like, okay, this is just a another notch on the belt for the Warriors this season, which is awesome, which is great. We need all the wins we can get because right now the Warriors are 21 and 4, the Suns as of this recording are 20 and 4, and the Warriors are embarking on a road trip, a five-game road trip which is going to be a pretty dangerous five-game road trip. Why? because they're playing some pretty solid teams. And some of these teams, you know, have had some rough patches this year, but they are teams that have massive talent and will obviously get up for your Golden State Warriors like every other team does, right? No one's going to want the Warriors to come into their house and smack them. You look at the first game on Saturday, and that's against the Philadelphia 76ers, and Joel Embiid is back, and he's been playing well. So are they going to be able to guard him? Would love to have James Wiseman out there, but obviously that's not happening just yet. And then the Warriors get the Pacers on Monday. The Pacers have definite issues. It's been out in the news that they're trying to move everybody, including Sabonis, Miles Turner, who I'll get to, and Karis LeVert. And then that flips into a back-to-back in New York against the Knicks, who've... Been iffy lately, but again, they're a team that played well and surprised people last year, started off this season strong. They definitely have talent, and they'll definitely raise their game. And then (laughs) on Friday of next week, they go to Boston. Boston right now is a 500 team, but we know that they have some top-level talent with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, so that could be an issue. And then they go to Toronto who's been playing better. They have Pascal Siakam back. So they're always going to be dangerous. So again, on paper, the Warriors are better than all five of these teams that they're going to play. But they don't play these games on paper. They play them on the road, traveling, when you're tired, when other teams kind of get up for you, when you have to bring it every night, when you're flying from one place to another in the middle of the night, getting used to time changes and being away from your families and stuff. So out of five games... Like, you always, at the very, very base minimum, out of a road trip, if it's an even number, you want to be at least 500. But if it's an odd number, sure, you want to be, I mean, I at least want this team to be 3-2 and coming back. And I think that's feasible. I think they could take all these games. But if you assume that there might be some hiccups here and there, that there's going to be some tired legs, that other teams might just have it more on a particular night than the Warriors— then three and two seems about right. Four and one sounds nice too. <laughs> if they take the first game against Philly and then they get Indiana and take that one, they're in a good spot. And then you're two and zero. Oh, then you're looking at those three games a little bit differently coming up. And let's be honest, in the past week, the Warriors have not played their best basketball. But they're all going to have to find it more often than not on the road. What's going to help immensely is having jonathan kaminga and moses moody back from the g league they were playing a game against the clippers g league affiliate the aguas calientes (laughs) i love that name and again they played well kaminga had 25 on 11 for 22 and he had some pretty solid highlights if you go back and watch those i mean i love that kid he's so good (laughs) he's gonna be so awesome And then Moses Moody, he played well, too. I mean, he had 37 points on 12 for 28, and he made five threes and had 10 boards. It's good to see him aggressive because, you know, when he's had his run with the big league club, he just plays his role, which is what you want him to do. But because he's more of a role player, potentially, than Jonathan Kaminga, it's nice to see him assert himself and be aggressive and show what his game is at this point, how he's improved, how he's progressed I think those guys will come in really handy on the road. You know, when you're going to have to rest people, when you're going to have to limit minutes, or when you're going to need just a a burst of energy. I mean, definitely Kaminga will bring that. I expect a few Kaminga highlights on the road, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, I've expected Kaminga to play minutes against the Suns, and he did not. And for the Suns game at Chase, he was in the G League. So we'll see. And it'll be interesting, too, because this road trip, when you look at the Phoenix Suns, who the Warriors are right now competing with very tightly, their schedule coming up in that same span is at home against Boston, at the Clippers, at Portland, at home against Washington, at home versus Charlotte. So there's a good chance that Unless something crazy happens that by the time the Warriors get back from this road trip, they could be in second place. They could clearly be in second place. Phoenix could take all those games. They could also come out of that like 3-2 and as well. So, you know, just prepare yourself. Uh, This is a road trip that the Warriors haven't had this year. A type of road trip against some very solid, solid teams. So, you know, the sky won't be falling If the Warriors come back and they're like a game or two behind the Phoenix Suns, it's not the end of the world, but it'll just be something to keep an eye on. Okay. So for all y'all Warriors fans out there that will be pulling your hair out, this is why you want the Warriors to stack wins so much at the beginning of the season, because you don't know what's going to happen once you go out on the road. You want to be in the best position possible going into the spring, into the playoffs, into the summertime. That's it. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Um, there might be a lot of hand wringing if uh, things don't go well, but I believe in this team. I'm pulling, like I said, for at least three and two. Four and one would be spectacular, but we'll uh, we'll take it one game at a time. In terms of Steph breaking Ray Allen's record, I mean, I would love to see it happen in some place like New York. It would be cool if he did it in front of his brother, <laughs> with his brother guarding him. I mean, that would be hilarious if. The record tying and or record breaking three was over Seth, but I would just love to see it in New York, the team that had wanted to draft him, but the Warriors took him seventh. The Knicks had the eighth spot and they took Jordan Hill instead. But just in terms of it being in front of one of the best NBA crowds, I think that'd be kind of fun to see, kind of fun to watch. He hit six three-pointers against Portland. He was six for 17 from three. So he didn't shoot that bad after he missed a few to start the game. But he needs nine to tie, 10 to pass Ray Allen. And, I mean, averages, that kind of puts him in Indiana for that, right? Because what he averages at least somewhere between five and six threes a game, made threes, that puts him two games away. So we'll see what happens football fans. I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? call 1-800-GAMBLER. I want to talk about Miles Turner. I was texting with Aaron in Toronto and, you know, all this chatter of moving Wiseman for Miles Turner. First of all, you'd have to figure out the salaries, and I think that would move too many people from the Warriors. It may not be huge, big salaried guys, but you have to move people who are critical pieces to your team. So it's not so much like, hey, let's swap one for one. Let's swap Wiseman for a quote-unquote win now, help now, Miles Turner. It'd be like swap Wiseman, Looney, JTA, Damian Lee, any grouping of those guys, and probably some other options too that you don't want to move. I mean, that'd be serious self-sabotage, to be honest, because you're taking what is important about this team, what is special about this team so far this season, which is its depth, and more importantly, its chemistry. And you'd be pulling out a huge chunk of it for Miles Turner. I don't wanna do that. I definitely don't wanna do that. Aaron pointed out that Miles Turner wants to be a star. He's 25 years old and he should want to be a star. Reminds me a lot of one Kelly Oubre who was 25 years old and wanted to be a star, but then he proved that he was not. Miles Turner, totally different player, of course. And sure, you could spin it as he wants to be a star, he wants to be great. But will he get that chance here? Will he be happy with his role as long as Steph is around? I don't know. We all know what the center position needs to do on the Warriors. So Miles Turner ain't getting star touches, especially when Clay comes back. So we'll see. Aram's suggestion was checking in to see if Marcus All is still available. You know, if he's interested in playing, getting him back to the NBA, he'd be a great option as an emergency break glass type guy in the playoffs in high leverage games. It'd kind of be like Iguodala to some extent, but, you know, fewer minutes. I think Iguodala can play more, even though he's been out for a while. But Gasol is playing. He's playing in Europe. So could the Warriors finagle something to bring him here and then maybe move, let go, get rid of bielitza I like bielitza It's not like he's, you know, Anderson Verigau or or Omri Caspi you know, the guys that the Warriors let go of because they weren't producing and they weren't doing enough. is good. <laughs> he's pretty important to this team. Even though he's had some slumps and his minutes have fluctuated a lot, he's clearly an important piece when he's out on the court. You know, he's not like a big zero, like Caspi when he wasn't shooting and just wouldn't do anything. But I'll take Gasol and his bulk and his physicality, his passing skills as well and his experience you know big game experience you put him in there and you don't need to play him a lot when you break the glass put him in for like 10 15 minutes in games where you really really need him against a center like Jokic or Aiton and hopefully by then James Wiseman can take the rest of the minutes anyway that is all I got for today have a good rest of the week. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And please, if you can, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and say dope stuff about us in a review. That'd be awesome. Thanks.